This PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Their scientists played a substantial role in developing more than half the cancer drugs approved by the FDA in the last five years. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute is changing lives everywhere. Find out more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. At the COP28 summit in Dubai today, 50 oil and gas companies representing about 40% of global production pledged to reduce methane emissions to near zero by 2030. Methane's a byproduct of oil and gas production that can trap 80 times as much heat as carbon dioxide in the short term. The companies, including industry giants like ExxonMobil, Shell, and BP, say they'll achieve this by plugging leaks at their facilities and ending the practice of burning off excess gas with flares. At the same time, the Biden administration announced new rules to enforce major elements of that agreement in this country. Earlier, I spoke with Fred Krupp, the president of the Environmental Defense Fund, who was at COP28. I asked him what makes this deal so important. John, I've been at this for a long time, and in my 30-plus years of doing this work, I don't think we've ever had as good a day for the climate as we had today. First, we had the U.S. EPA announcing the strongest methane rules for the oil and gas sector on the planet. Second, we had 50 companies representing 40% of global oil production pledging to virtually eliminate their methane pollution. And then third, we saw an announcement from the U.S. and China that they've agreed to incorporate methane in the future into their uh, pledges internationally. And methane, John, is uh, 80 times more powerful as a greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide pound for pound in those first 20 years. And so reductions now that will happen as a result of these three actions mean that um, storms will be less ferocious, temperatures will be lower, than they would otherwise be over the next 10 years, thanks to the actions that were pledged today. And is this a long-term solution to the problem, or is this a sort of short-term quick fix? Well, we have to both do methane to reduce temperatures in the short term, and we cannot stop working. In fact, we have to accelerate our work on eliminating uh, carbon dioxide. The oil and gas industry took this one step Um, But they have to do a lot more than this. We have to move away from reliance or dependency on fossil fuels as quickly as we can. But while we're still using them, we have to eliminate this very powerful uh, greenhouse gas methane. This agreement is voluntary. The oil companies have to do what what they promise to do. And a lot of environmental groups uh, don't like that. They say there's no accountability mechanism or guarantee the companies will follow through. What do you say to that? Well, I think uh, it's good to be skeptical of pledges at the COP. A lot of pledges that have been made at this conference of the parties year after year aren't delivered on. In this particular pledge, we structured it to have accountability built in. So the oil and gas companies are agreeing to report their emissions by monitoring monitoring them and then sending them to an international independent third party. In addition to that, uh, the Bloomberg Philanthropies today announced a major $25 million gift to not only the Environmental Defense Fund, but it will stand up an accountability partnership that will make data transparent. And so we'll be able to see exactly who is meeting this pledge and who's not. But there's really no, no, no teeth in that. They, they sort of 
You're relying on public shaming to, to just sort of publicize that they're missing their goals? It turns out that oil companies, in order to stay in business like other businesses, need uh, public support, a license to operate. But there is some more teeth than that. Just a couple of weeks ago, the European Union uh, passed new methane regulations that anticipate within a few years they will put in place import standards that require companies uh, to meet this sort of cleanup. And the sort of cleanup we're talking about, John, is not incremental. The average company that has signed up will have to reduce their methane pollution by 80 to 90 percent, and not by some faraway date of 2050, but by 2030. They'll be giving these measurements to an independent international third party and uh, MethaneSat, an environmental defense fund project, that will be able to look at 80% of the oil and gas infrastructure worldwide multiple times a week. And that's how we will know whether companies are meeting the standards. And then the um, purchasers like the European Union and, and maybe a few years later, Japan will be able to enforce, uh, enforce that. Today, of course, the uh, Biden administration, the EPA also announced uh, new rules on methane. Uh, how are the, do these two work together? Well, the Biden administration rules uh, are the strongest on the planet. That will not only help clean up the United States, but here at the COP, I've been meeting with oil companies from developing nations, and most of the questions they've asked me have been, what's that EPA regulation coming out? What are the uh, monitoring requirements in it? So because the United States is the biggest oil and gas producer in the world, other countries and companies look to our regulation to kind of set the bar uh, for their practices. It's plugging leaks. It's when the compressor seals wear out and the compressor is leaking methane, you'll have to replace them periodically. You have to regularly go look for and fix leaks. This isn't rocket science. This is something the oil companies should already be doing. But an 80, 90 percent reduction, that's a very big deal. Is the agreement to reach the lower levels to essentially bring it to near zero by 2030? Or are, does the agreement also do the specific things of plugging uh, methane leaks and stopping venting? The agreement is performance oriented. So we know now that uh, these companies are leaking two or sometimes 3% of the methane they take out of the ground, natural gas is methane, leaking two or 3%. And the agreement requires near zero defined as 0.2%. So going from 2 to 0.2, that's where you get that 80 to 90% reduction. The reductions in this pollutant mean we'll actually reduce pollution in the next 10 years that we'll be able to feel that um, benefit. We'll be able to reduce temperatures from what we would otherwise experience. Do you think this year's summit will be the time that they finally address um, uh, fossil fuels and deal with fossil fuels uh, either an agreement to reduce them or an agreement to eventually eliminate their use? Well, um, I don't know that that will happen. This year, there's been an agreement by many countries, over 100 countries, to triple the uh, construction of renewable energy and to double energy efficiency by 2030. So we need that those things in order to be able to uh, rapidly get away from fossil fuel. And, um, but I don't know that the language of, do we face it out or do we get out of it completely by when will be agreed on? I, I don't think that's likely. 
Fred Krupp of the Environmental Defense Fund uh, at the COP28 Summit. Thank you very much. Thank you, John.